It really doesn't seem fair. Thomas was the only apostle who was not present that first Easter evening when Jesus appeared to the other disciples. He did not get to hear, peace be with you. He wasn't there for, if you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you withhold the sins from any, forgiveness from any, it is withheld. He didn't see Jesus the day that he rose from the dead. Now the disciples, they told him, we have seen the Lord. I'm sure their testimony was was joyous, that it was sincere, that it was amazed and awed. But Thomas didn't believe them. Ever since then, he's been known as Doubting Thomas. Peter's not known as Denying Peter. Mark's not known as Ran Away Naked Mark. But Thomas has been known ever since as Doubting Thomas. It isn't even accurate. Thomas didn't doubt. He wasn't just kind of casually skeptical on the topic of Jesus' resurrection. Thomas didn't believe. He didn't believe the women. He didn't believe the other disciples. He he didn't doubt Jesus' resurrection. He was solidly certain that Jesus was dead. Period. End of story, dead, no resurrection. Nope. Thomas did not believe. And to really drive home that point, he said, unless I see the marks of the nails in his hands and put my fingers in them and put my hand in the spear hole in his side, I will never believe. One, that's gross. Two, I think that he's going for a shock effect there. He is really saying, no, I will not believe this. Hear those words very closely. I will never believe. Thomas has heard the good news. Christ is risen. And his reply is, nope. There's no way that Thomas will believe unless unless Jesus meets his criteria. Unless Jesus proves himself. To Thomas. Otherwise, Thomas is out. He's done. Does that sound familiar? Do people do that today still? Here's a complaint that I've heard more than twice. I can't believe the Bible is true. There's too much weird stuff in there. Creation in seven days, a worldwide flood, miracles... God? It's all too much for me. Sometimes it's even paired with a comment like, I wish I could believe, but it's just too far for me. Here's another one. I can't believe in a God who would, fill in the blank, cause natural disasters, allow children to starve, send people to hell. That one's really popular. Because the Almighty God should certainly always agree with you, right? Nothing says transcendence, omnipotence, and omniscience like God needing approval from you and me, right? 
One more. I can't believe in a God who would allow his son to suffer and die for the sins of others. How can one death pay for the sins of all? That one's actually to the point. God's miracles, Jesus' teachings, the authority of God's word, Jesus' death and resurrection. Somewhere along the line, someone has objected to pretty much everything that God teaches us in his word. What do you think God should do about that? Well, for Thomas, Jesus appeared to him. Put your fingers in the nail holes, Tom. Put your hand in my side. I love this picture. This is a Caravaggio. It is just disgusting. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. On one hand, it seems like it would be really cool to have Jesus prove himself to us, doesn't it? On the other hand, he might have you stick his finger in his ribs. And I suspect that this was a powerfully humbling, even humiliating experience for Thomas. His response is five words. My Lord and my God. I imagine those words were spoken quietly with a whole lot of awe. Because you've seen me, you believe? Blessed are those who have not yet seen and yet have believed. Jesus still comes to us the same way that he came to Thomas. No, I, 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 not with the invitation to, to touch the nail marks or the spear hole. He comes through the testimony of the apostles, through women and men who tell us about Jesus' resurrection. We have seen the Lord. He comes through his word that he uses to open our hearts so that we may believe things that we cannot see. We walk by faith and not by sight. Am I saying that Jesus calls us to trust him blindly? Yes and no. Yes, he calls us to hear his word, to believe, to follow, and to trust him completely on the basis of his promises. Even when we cannot see the proof that his promises will be kept. Like when we die. Like in that moment when we hear those words, your sins are forgiven. Prove them wrong. Prove them wrong. When somebody dies, that, that person didn't go to heaven. Prove them wrong. When I stand here as Jesus' representative and say to you, your sins are forgiven, prove me wrong. Those are things that we receive only by faith, that we see only by faith. You can't prove those things wrong. But as we follow, we will see our Lord Jesus' faithfulness, his goodness, his mercy, and so much more. Faith opens our eyes to observe, to perceive what God has done for us. 
this is one of the reasons that it is so important for us to, to spend time in God's word. Reading even just a little bit of the Bible every day and praying. God uses that time. He uses his word to open our eyes, to open our hearts. I think this is why, in part, Jesus gave us the sacraments. His word works through the water in in baptism to show us that our sins really are washed away. The word with the bread and the wine helps us to taste and see that the Lord is good, to taste forgiveness in Jesus' body and blood. At the end of the day, however, our reason, our strength, our intellect, our wisdom, and our judgment are really rather insufficient in this matter. That's not a comfortable thought for us, is it? We really rather rely on those things pretty heavily. Jesus' death and resurrection, however, are only received by faith. And faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of Christ. The same word that Thomas heard, we have seen the Lord, is the same word that we hear. Christ is risen from the dead. Alleluia. Thomas Thomas did not remain unbelieving. He was one of the apostles when they were arrested. That first reading in Acts, you know, they were in the temple, they were thrown into jail, and then the, uh, the angel of the Lord released them and tells them to go back to the temple, the place where they were just arrested, and tell the people, all the word of this life. He spoke those words everywhere that he went. And blessed were those who believed what he said about Jesus. Blessed are we when we believe what Thomas said about Jesus. When I was in seminary, there was an Indian student there. Now, i got to be clear, he was Indian He was not Native American, okay? And I asked him about when he became a a Christian. A little over 2% of Indians are Christians, and so I assumed that he or maybe his parents or grandparents had converted at some point in, in in the recent past. I assumed wrongly. He said, my ancestors were worshiping the Lord Jesus when your ancestors were still praying to trees. Properly put in my place, uh, he went on to tell me about how the Apostle Thomas brought the gospel across the lands that we now know as Syria, Iraq, Iran, Afghanistan, Pakistan, and India, and how Thomas died and is buried there in India on the far eastern coast of that country. He was a long way from Jerusalem where he had put his fingers in the nail holes and into Jesus' side. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Blessed are we when we follow Jesus by faith. Blessed are we when we see what Jesus can do as we grow in all the words of this life. Amen.